Welcome to the SA for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is the latest loosening of economic standards, a possible portent of crises to come. It's been a long time since I've commented on the problems of a world drowning in debt. I try not to overdo this subject because investors often fail to make a distinction between an economy with deep structural flaws and a market that can continue rising. But when there is news to report, as there is today, then the topic is worth revisiting. What's new is that Germany's finance minister, Olaf Schulz, has announced that his government could make 50 billion euros available for stimulus spending if needed to cushion the impact of a contracting economy. The comments followed an announcement by Germany's Bundesbank on Monday that the country was in danger of slipping into a recession. Now, to anyone who is not floored by this news, maybe because we're so inured to government officials announcing or pressing for stimulus measures, allow me to clarify. Germany's people and policymakers have long been associated with balanced budgets, low debt, austerity measures, and the like. This is a very un-German move. I mentioned Germany's central bank by its German name, Bundesbank, as a reminder to those with long memories how that institution defended the value of the mark in pre-euro days, and which in the era of the euro, pushed back against other Europeans seeking easy money policies. Now the Bundesbank is hinting to the government that it should ease, kind of the reverse of President Trump tweet pressuring the Fed to ease, how the world has gone upside down. And that is my point that the world economy may indeed go upside down, economically, not because of Germany specifically, and not now necessarily. The possible triggers are limitless, and the timing is anybody's guess. The broader reason, rather than the specific catalyst, is debt, and what that says about the modern world. Debt is today's narcotic of choice. The U.S. was the largest creditor nation as recently as 1960, and now has become the world's biggest debtor. But other nations with more conservative instincts have largely adopted the U.S. approach. It's just a lot more convenient to have what you want when you want it, and this goes for government debt, private debt, and corporate debt, meaning at all levels. For those who can't remember an era of balanced budgets, can you at least remember Greece's financial crisis in 2009? Greece's debt had risen to 128% of GDP. Bond vigilantes demanded high yields for Greek government borrowing, essentially shutting Greece out of global financial markets and putting it at the mercy of European Union loans under the stewardship of austerity-loving Germans. Well, the U.S. has reached a debt-to-GDP ratio of 108%, which is closer to Greece's level in 2009 than it is to the U.S. level of 62% back in 2007. And so it is with the world's rich economies writ large. They're all climbing the debt ladder, with China and Japan joining the U.S. as the world's triumvirate of biggest borrowers. An article written by Ronald Sears on Seeking Alpha last month says that officially, debt per each person in the world now totals $86,000. But Sears thinks official numbers understate the problem and arrives at a calculation of $215,000 per person. Now, here would be a good point for me to remind listeners that folks, including myself, were saying things like this 10 years ago, and the market has only gone sky-high since then. For all I know, it can continue to do so for another decade. But I do feel that a time will arrive when this disregard for fiscal balance will catch up with the advanced economies of the world, triggering a crisis. 
I can't predict its trigger or scope, but I do think the news from Berlin does get at its source, which is that the response to any economic problem today is a solution which itself is self-evidently part of the problem. It used to be understood by the bankers in Bonn, and now Berlin, that a recession acted as a sort of cleansing of the economy, wringing out its unproductive layers and sowing seeds for future growth. Today, though, we are all Keynesians. There is such a fear of consumers going on strike that the government sugar daddy must rush out the credit cards to keep people amused with bread and circuses. Keynes famously said that in the long run we're all dead, but he never dreamed just how dead investors would become. In markets, 30 years, as in the 30-year bond, is long-term, and in Germany, you get a guaranteed loss if you choose to lend the government money for that length of time. The U.S. 30-year bond is hanging in there at around 2%, but with an inflation rate of about 1.8%, its runway is getting shorter as well. Advisors should consider an allocation to gold, which is apt to strengthen in a financial crisis as the only time-tested safeguard against high and rising inflation. Keynes called this metal a barbarous relic, but such a relic of the past may prove desirable to those who are keen to preserve their long-run options. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider leaving a review on Apple or Google Podcasts to help others discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. 